Hi, welcome to you, me, and CV. I'm Mike. I'm Gia. And today we're going to be talking about the pilot episode of Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World was created by Michael Jacobs and April Kelly. It premiered on ABC on September 24th, 1993. It aired for seven seasons, and all seven seasons are currently streaming on Hulu. And we always start off by reading the description that they've got on there, so we're going to read that Hulu description. It says, Adolescent Corey Matthews grows up and faces problems with friends, family, and school. What do you think about that description, Gia? Is it accurate? Is it good? Is it exciting? Um, <laughs> accurate, yes. Exciting, no. <laughs> it's really not. It's no. like... Nouns, what? nouns, nouns. Yeah, yeah, right? They're all problems for Corey. It's just like... He, Give he, the guy a verb. <laughs> <laughs> An adverb something. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Gia's a writer, so, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it really sounds boring. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. they, they could have just put literally a boy meets the world and that would have been more interesting <laughs> agreed <laughs> yeah also too and we'll get into this in the episode but this is like i don't want to say this show is like a romance a romance in a way like a romantic comedy is. or whatever yeah but it, yeah it kind of is you know not in the way that a show like the mindy project is like a romantic comedy in sitcom form in some ways but like mm-hmm. it is a romance yeah i think it was kind of the the main TV romance that a lot of people from our around, generation, yeah, that a lot of people from our generation saw. I don't know if that's a good thing. I, I don't, don't know, know either. A, I don't know about that relationship. Yeah, but but, but it doesn't for even better or for worse. Yeah, it, it was. But it doesn't even mention that in the intro, <laughs> yeah, like in that uh, description. It doesn't even say love. It just yeah, says friends, family, and school. The the romantic interest, Corey's romantic interest, is not even in this episode. Not even in this episode. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, hey guys, yeah. welcome to You Man TV. I know I said that already, but <laughs> welcome. Um, if you're new to this podcast, thank you so much for joining us. And mm-hmm. and we've got tons of great episodes. You should check all of them out. What we do is we take a look at a first episode of a TV show and we kind of break it down. We give some backstory on it, some history, and then we go through the episode and, you know, we relate things to our own lives. Mm-hmm. We, we analyze it. We talk about a little bit about you, a little bit about me, a little bit about TV. Hey, that's why it's called You, Me, and That's TV. why it's called You, Me, and TV. Well, I actually, just got it. I well, just got it. That's not ex- right now. That, exactly why it's called that. Um, the real reason is that it's based off the name You, Me, and Dupree, which is a fantastic movie um i think that also might be on hulu anyway i've never seen it but um no one should ever see it it's well, terrible who knows but our fans of course are called dupree so you know shout out to all the dupree's out there thanks for listening very exciting um and today like we mentioned we're gonna talk about boy meets world one of our favorites yeah yeah i love this show Me uh too. pilot episode say what we grew up with it we so. did grow up with it this so this show is like it's unique in that it has a very specific demographic yeah. that aged along with the show, and the mm-hmm. show aged as well. So, Although we're about, like, what, five, six years about younger? About four years younger, I think, than the characters are okay. supposed to be, at least. Yeah, than, than Corey is. Right, than Corey, yeah. yeah. And so, we're closer to Morgan's age, I suppose. Yeah, Morgan. The little sister. Really? Uh, yeah, and she's got some really great lines in this episode, and I remember her, her having really good lines like throughout the first no, she few doesn't. seasons. No, she does. She's really oh, she funny. Does? No, she's funny in the first step in the whole season. Yeah, whole, uh, maybe in the season. I don't she, know. Uh, she's Morgan funny. is no because they oh, switch, later on they switch actors at one point. I don't like the second Morgan, but the first Morgan, uh, first Morgan is pretty funny. Your team she's first a very Morgan. Little girl. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They actually, in the fifth season, replaced it replaced her with Morgan Freeman. 
Oh, and that yeah, was, that was a big It was noticeable. Change. It was. Yeah. And then he started narrating the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was narrating like Corey. It was similar in, in some ways to The Wonder Years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the show, Boy Meets World, gets very experimental toward the end. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, none of that happens, but it does get very it does experimental. It very experimental, so yeah. it could have happened. This is a fun show. Less experimental <laughs> than that pilot, though. Pretty straightforward on yeah. what it's doing. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it is targeting that, uh, you know preteen uh age group kid age group and mm-hmm. this you know if you um maybe if you didn't watch it when it was on or you watched mostly on disney channel um or other rerun type of situation this was smack dab right in the middle of family matters and step by step and then also mm-hmm. sabrina teenage witch later on but in that eight thirty time slot on tgif yeah what a sweet sweet time slot there yeah and i don't remember too much watching it when it was actually on tgif i remember more watching it later when it was like airing and reruns on um the Disney Channel when oh, it was right. in syndication. Yeah. Um, but I really didn't remember this pilot at all. I don't remember this pilot in particular. I didn't remember it, but I definitely watched it when it was on. I have vague memories of mm-hmm. like Topanga being a total weirdo and of Minkus, um, the actor Lee Norris, I think played Minkus there, the, mm-hmm. the, the nerdy kid. Mm-hmm. I remember that because those Minkus goes away after the first season. Yeah. And I really remember watching the second and the rest of it, yeah. except for the final season. And I remember Eric, who the oldest brother, right. being not super super dumb yeah he gets the character like gets or does super he get dumb through wiser the, throughout the course i think of the he show. gets wiser no but he does play uh, no. a uh um stereotypical that archetype i guess of a dumb character but he yeah. does have some wisdom though too it's interesting yeah yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. he's not uh leaning into that so much in the first not yet well he's still young season. he's only in 10th grade and, yeah. and Corey, of course is in sixth grade in this yep. first episode yep. um let's talk about just some of these actors in here okay. um like we mentioned we've got uh ben savage is playing Corey matthews here yeah, so in untitled uh ben savage pilot right that was the original <laughs> that was title like the, the working the working <laughs> title it was the uh like the untitled ben savage project so we mentioned um i'll get into some of the other actors in a minute but we mentioned the wonder years briefly there mm-hmm. ben savage of course the younger brother of Fred Savage, who mm-hmm. was the star of The Wonder Years, which is what we, we've done an episode on that, too. If yeah, you want to check did. that out, you should check it out. And um, basically, they wanted to do, well, they, I don't know, ABC, whatever. The, the powers that the be. Powers the network be. execs. Yeah, they, the network executives. They wanted uh-huh. to uh, do a show um, featuring uh, Ben Savage. And, yeah. um, and I was listening to like a panel from like a, it was some kind of comic con Mm -hmm. where they had a reunion of all the actors from Boy Mm -hmm. Meets World. And, uh, they were the panel. Um, the person running the panel was asking them, uh, what the audition process was like. And uh, Corey was what Corey, Corey, Ben Savage (laughs) was a little bit like kind of talking around it a little bit. And Uh Sean jumps in. Rider Strong uh, jumps in and <laughs> Which is like is the best name of all time, by the way. <laughs> Rider Strong, Strong. It's yeah, a really good name. <laughs> and he was like, "What? What Ben's not telling you is that um, we all auditioned for something called." the ben savage project <laughs> uh, he did not audition <laughs> so um, but but i think you can kind of see why that happened when you watch this because i mean obviously you know he had the the kind of name recognition that came from being fred savage's younger brother right um but also i mean he's very charismatic when he you really watch is him. he's you enjoy watching this guy I think so. Yeah. And he does change a lot throughout the series where he... And he's relatable. Oh, yeah. 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 He he kind of... He's a 
he gives a different energy in this pilot, I think, than he does later on. It's yeah. a fun energy later on, but he's yeah. kind of a more uh, socially awkward, anxious character later on. Yeah, and watching watching the um, Boy Meets World pilot a few weeks after we watched, or maybe a few months Something after like we watched that. the Wonder Years pilot, the one thing I noticed, they don't look so much alike, Ben Savage and Fred Savage. I mean, they, there's a little bit of a resemblance, right. but their voices are super similar when they're like little kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You oh. really noticed that. Speaking of the Wonder Years too, man, let me just tell you, the other night we were we were sitting on the on the front porch here and mm-hmm. uh, we had our tablet out, we had our baby on our lap and mm-hmm. sitting in our little suburban home, we were mm-hmm. watching the Wonder Years on Hulu yeah. there. Oh my gosh. Just hey. what a just stereotypical suburban. suburban. It was beautiful. <laughs> you know, if you haven't sat outside and wherever you live and watched the Wonder Years or maybe you live in the country and you want to watch green acres i don't know what is appropriate for you specifically or seinfeld in the city sit out on a park bench do it do whatever it's be amongst the tv in the world anyway (laughs) let me talk about the rest of these actors that was a good quote that i just said wasn't it um (laughs) we've also got will friedel as eric the older brother we've Mm -hmm. got uh, star of my date with the president's daughter oh yeah which you've never seen i can't believe you've never seen it i've seen first kid I've seen this Chasing is, Liberty. This is better. How many dating? This is way better. Well, that one, the first kid's not a dating it one. It features <laughs> a gorgeous Will pink, oh. pink velour dress that I wanted so badly at the oh, time that I oh. saw it. And you never got it? I never got it. Someday. And I never landed Will Friedel either. So. Excuse me? Rough childhood. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we've got uh, Lily Gibson playing Morgan Matthews, at least for a few seasons. You know, yep. uh, William Russ as Alan Matthews, and you were talking earlier. That's the father, hot dad, hot dad, hot dad, hot dad alert, hot dad yeah. alert. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Uh, Betsy Randall as Amy Matthews, the mom. William Daniels as George Feeney, who was also um, William Daniels, I believe, was in Saint Elsewhere, which I've never really watched. That sounds about right. And people, yeah. I think people recognized him. I, mm-hmm. I heard that when he was. Um, going you know into the audition process and everything that he was hesitant about doing this uh sitcom this like children uh targeted That's so sort funny, of sitcom i feel like he's so iconic mr Feeney he is, is so iconic and his yeah. acting is so good in this too he stands out he does i think uh, when we were watching it i mentioned he is he reminded me of like Michael Caine and a Muppet Christmas Carol where <laughs> Michael Caine is being this very like serious, dignified dignified like Shakespearean style oh, yeah. actor acting with Muppets. Right. It is <laughs> a little bit like that. Not that, not that not the th- other actors are bad. No. They're, they're not. I think they're really ben good. Ben Savage but sort of looks like a Muppet a little but bit. But he seems like he's in like kind of a different class of like, um, I don't know. A different class of human? Is that what you're going <laughs> to no, say? That feels no. very offensive. <laughs> Just everybody else seems more like a comedic actor, maybe. Yeah, he yeah, seems yeah. more... He's bringing a serious uh, like a and stage thoughtful actor or something. energy. Yeah, yeah. In, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, also we've got Ryder Strong playing Sean Hunter. That's mm-hmm. Those are pretty much your main characters in this pilot here. Yeah. Um, a couple other characters, though, we've got... Um, Nicholas, which is a third friend in this group of Corey and Sean, uh, played by Chauncey Leopardi, 
What a name right there. How excited were you to say Chauncey just now? I love saying the That's name Chauncey. That's his favorite it feels name. good. Uh, I'm glad we didn't have to name our child that. I'm glad you never pushed for that. But I'm surprised because you love, like, whenever you make up a fake name. It's always like Chauncey. Like how on, on Seinfeld, they, they always go with Art Vandalay. Right. You, you go with Chauncey. Chauncey. <laughs> I always tell people Chauncey's my middle name when they yeah, ask. It's and, not. like, they believe it. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, yeah. But Chauncey Leopardi, you might recognize him. Well, you, the viewer, the listener. Uh, <laughs> well, you might. The viewer of Boy Meets World. Yes. Or the listener to our podcast. Or the viewer of the movie The Sand. Sandlot uh, would recognize him because he is Squints in the Sandlot. Mm-hmm. He's the one that gets that that kiss in the uh, yeah, in the yeah, pool yeah, there yeah. with the what's her name? Is it Wendy Peppercorn? Is that what that's from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and this magic moment plays. And oh, it's, it's yeah, beautiful. So but yeah, he's here in this pilot. That's as far as he made it on this. Uh, they cut him out, but you know, yeah. it is what it is. He was unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Danielle Fischel playing Topanga Lawrence. She doesn't appear until the fourth episode, though. Yeah, she's kind of the Elaine Bennis of, uh, of Boy Meets World. She is. You don't get her in the pilot, um, but she ends up playing a key role in the series. She really does. Yeah. I, I feel like they did not foresee any of that going on there. It, I think she had mentioned that uh, the audition process, well, not the audition process, but there was like a, a chair and in their sort of setup when they were filming and stuff like that mm-hmm. where they were... Um, the person who is playing the role, I, there'd be an actor, a different actor each week that would sit in that mm-hmm. chair and they would no longer be on the show anymore. And she oh, was no. nervous that she was going to be just there for a week and then gone. Um, but no, she stuck around the whole time. That's interesting. It's interesting she's not in this episode at all because the theme of the episode kind of seems to set up the whole the, series, the whole series of which she plays a central role. It's we'll crazy. Get into that more, we'll get into but, it, but it, if you were to watch this pilot, knowing what this series is about, you would say, wow, I didn't know that they really had this whole thing right. planned out. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think they did. No. <laughs> um, and uh, so that those are pretty much the, the main people in there. Let's talk a little bit about the development of the show. Um, it's created, we mentioned, um, by Michael Jacobs and... Mm. Uh, april kelly and michael jacobs he, he's been he he had co-created some other shows in the mm-hmm. past and typically he was wor- working with somebody else it wasn't always april kelly um but uh he co-created charles in charge mm-hmm. i never watched it i didn't either but you know what i we like talked about, about a, a couple weeks ago oh, did um we? oh no i'm thinking of who's the boss i yeah. get those two mixed up in my head okay yeah, yeah well never mind scott Bayo and that's in charles in charge right yeah yeah and yes. tony danza they yes. seem to give yes. off a similar, similar vibe look italian <laughs> yeah, italian yeah. guys uh, <laughs> yeah charles in charge is a show that like what what comes to your head when you hear charles in charge what comes to my head yeah is an episode of Scrubs Ex- where too, Ted's yeah. band sings the Charles in Charge song. <laughs> really? That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's Charles so funny. in Charge. And, yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen Scrubs. Um, Ted, the like lawyer for the hospital, this like really dorky guy. He's in an acapella group. Um, and they cover. Do they just cover like TV theme songs? I'm not sure. They might. I don't remember. But um, in one episode, they sing the Charles in Charge theme song and it's beautiful it is and Let, moving <laughs> let's rewatch scrubs sometimes let's do it. Maybe, maybe we'll do that uh soon but yeah i that's think that's absolutely the first thing that comes to my mind whenever i see charles yeah Church. yeah um and uh michael jacobs also co-created my two dads yeah which i um i watched my two dads i enjoyed it i feel like we've talked about that before we on brought the podcast, it up, yeah. but i don't know why well we often talk about step why. by step and uh <laughs> Dana from Step by Step is yeah, in it. Yeah, she's so. also the star of My Two Dads. Um, she's not one of the dads. She's the girl who has the two dads. 
nobody, literally nobody thought she was one of the dads. You don't, Dana is sometimes a man's name. Oh, you know what it is? Yeah. The head of so. uh, UFC, which is, you know, people fighting. That's very tough. Although they have women in it too, of course. Uh, but his name is Dana White. So There you go. Hey, there you go. Um, anyway, uh, I don't know if head of UFC, I don't know if it's the right term or not, but you know. Um, anyway, he also co-created Dinosaurs. What? Which we, talk, we also talked about that on our Arrested Development episode. Oh, because... Um, Lucille is uh-huh. also France and Claire. There yeah. you go. It all comes together. You know, it really does. But yeah. that's why you got to listen to all the episodes. You, you got to really go do. back. Um, yeah. And uh, oh, I don't have this in my notes here, but he also, he didn't create it, but he developed. I don't really know the difference there. I'm assuming some, they're developing maybe from something or I don't mm, know. But he yeah. developed, wait for it, the Torkelsons. <gasps> like original Torkelsons or almost home? I, well, Almost Home is just the second season of The Torkelsons. If you're not familiar <laughs> with The Torkelsons, um, it's a show that I don't know what channel it aired on. I know I rerun on reran on Disney yeah, Channel. Yeah, I watched it on Disney Channel. It's got Brittany but... Murphy in it. Um, no, that was Almost Home. Oh, so that was in the second season? The second se- season, but it was like a spinoff. And anyway, like two of the children were gone and never spoken up again. It's that's it's so weird. But uh, <laughs> we're talking about Torkelson's too much right here. But let me just say that this one time we were, I don't know how, we were just searching. Are you going to talk about the shirt? Yes, I'm talking okay, about the go. shirt. We were searching, uh, I don't know, we were just searching old TV shows or something like that. And I think I searched the Torkelson's on like a Google image search. Yeah. And um, this t-shirt came up as as in the Google image search, a shirt you could buy. Yeah. And um, it said, uh, had three big check boxes sort of. And you know, Uh there's an empty check box Uh and next to it, it said single. Uh Uh-huh. So not checked off. Right. Not single. Not single. All right. So it's Uh, like a relationship status t-shirt. Exactly. Because you want to display that on your body. You got to let that out there. You got to let people know. Let people know. You got to display with your body if you're available. Show your wares. Uh, Exactly. Anyway, the second check box, Mm -hmm. if you're not single, you're in a relationship. Taken. 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 Mm -hmm. Also not checked off. Right. Okay. Now we've come to this. So we're in a gray area. So now we've got a t-shirt here. We've established a gray area. Right. What could that be? Right. I've searched the Torkelsons. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a t-shirt amongst pictures of the Torkelsons. <laughs> you know, it's in there. This third box, it's checked off. This is this is our relationship status right here. This third yes. one. Yes. Okay. Too busy watching the Torkelsons. <laughs> that third box said too busy watching too the Torkelsons. Too busy to be in a relationship. Exactly. Because you're watching the Torkelsons. Also too busy to be single. Too busy because to be you're single. The now, I did find <laughs> later that you can almost search any show and you can find that same shirt, but my goodness, it caught me off guard. And I have not bought that shirt. And so, uh, if anybody wants to buy it and send it to us, um, you yeah. know, I'll, we'll give you our, our P.O. box or, yeah, or whatever it DM takes. Us. Yeah, hit us <laughs> uh, up on Insta. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, I feel like we've gotten off course. Well, we've been talking about the Torkelsons <laughs> for a while. And, and, you know, let's get back to uh, Michael Jacobs, uh, co creator of Boy Meets World. Oh, right. That's and what we're talking about. Let, let me talk a, a little bit about sort of his idea behind it. So I'm going to read a quote uh, from him. It says, All the shows that we had seen, like Family Ties and Growing Pains, where you would focus on the oldest character, Michael J. Fox or Kirk Cameron, the template that was currently on the air, uh, and you do an iconic episode like that character's first date. So what if we did a different structure? What if we took a middle child, and instead of focusing on the first date aspect of the older child, he was looking at it as a betrayal, which is what we did in the pilot when Eric went on his first date and took a girl to a baseball game instead of Corey. And I think that's a cool and unique way of looking at it because this show, yeah, this show is not like a... uh, 
uh, a full house where uh-huh. the you know the focus is on the whole family or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, this is not focused on the family. And it's not yeah. a focus on a uh, you know it's not like the Brady Bunch where we're looking at you know everybody and different characters are having their little side no, stories it's like, and whatnot. What if the Brady Bunch was just about Jan? Jan Brady. They just call Let's it Jan. Focus on just just Jan. Just Jan. I would watch it. I I don't think I would. I would not to be watch honest it. with you. You know what I love though is the Brady Bunch movie, but I'm not going to get sidetracked <gasps> oh, again. Good. Uh, by great things from maybe the '90s. We'll, maybe we'll set up a Patreon and we'll do the Brady Bunch movie. I don't. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um. Anyway. Uh. You know, we mentioned we were talking about how uh, Will Friedel pl- plays that older brother, Eric. One one fun fact that that I learned when researching this too is that there is an unaired pilot somewhere where there's a different actor in the role of Eric. Um, they had to replace him. He wasn't tall enough. He didn't look enough mm-hmm. like an older brother. That makes sense because height is how you gauge yeah. age. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, but Eric is really good. It's hard to imagine the show without oh, he's him. Perfect. He changes so he much is. throughout the series. And I too. thought so I funny. thought he was. When I was a little kid, I thought he was really hot. Oh, yeah? I did, yeah. Early Before Eric or started, later Eric? Because I like later Eric or, better. No, I like early Eric. He started getting a little chubby. Oh, and yeah, a he little, did a little bit. And a little dumb for my taste. Oh, man. You don't he like was, you don't like plays with squir- squirrels version of Eric? No, I like... Do you like, know that reference? Do yes, you, yeah. I do. Yeah. No, I liked him in the earlier seasons when he was like a cool guy. And, and how you... He had that hair. Oh, I like man. him when he's dumb. He's more of the uh, Joey from Friends kind of uh, archetype yeah, that's, there. That's true. Yeah. 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 Um, but this, the unaired pilot you mentioned, do we know the plot of that episode? Is it I think it's all the same. Plot? I think okay. it's all the same. Okay. Um, I believe there might be a different actor playing the uh, dad role as well. Okay. Oh, so um, it's like it's like that um, pilot of uh, Full House. A little bit like that. On our, on our Full House episode where yeah. it's the same thing but different actors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know what? Let's get into this episode. I'm going to okay. read the description for the episode itself for this pilot. And it says, love is a many confusing, confusing thing for 11-year-old Corey Matthews, especially when his teacher who lives next door insists that Corey study romance. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So that's like we were talking about. So love is the theme of the episode. Um, and love is the theme of the whole series, I think. But the main love interest to Panka is not in this pilot. Very That's so interesting. Weird. You know what also is weird? I'm almost 100% sure I copy and pasted this directly from Hulu. I don't know if you're able to look this up right now while I'm doing this, but they spelled Corey two different ways in this opening, <laughs> in this description. Um, and now I'm curious, but you know, we'll figure it out. But they spelled it with an E and without the E. Um, so as Gia looks that up, I'm going to start giving you the opening of the... Uh, of of the episode here so if you scroll down a little bit there g that episode keep going keep going oh it's season one. Oh, there we go pilot do they spell it two different ways yeah, they do. what the heck they spell it first, two different ways no e second mention an e that is weird guys guys get your shit together you're never gonna catch up to netflix that's like this. that Not is like true this. hulu um disney plus is coming that's true. And oh I, my God, I actually what are you did hear. Do? Um, I know. I did hear that when uh, Disney Plus does come out next year, though, which is Disney's streaming service, that they're going to uh, have Boy Meets World on there, too. So watch it while you can on Hulu. Yeah. And if not, watch it later on. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, the show opens. We got the cold open here before the uh, opening music and everything like that. It opens up at a middle school cafeteria. It's before school. And we see Corey, a sixth grade student. Uh, he approaches his, uh, well, he, he's talking to his um, teacher, Mr. Feeney. And they're kind of in a cafeteria uh, type okay, of area. Now, already I've got an issue. Okay. Do you ever, do you remember 
before school and middle school hanging out in the cafeteria or do you remember getting off the bus and scrambling to get to your class in time because that's what i remember well actually when i was in sixth grade i think they when we got off the bus they all they brought us all into the auditorium and we had to sit there until like the first bell rang oh really yeah okay so maybe this is a situation like that where they bring him to the cafeteria and i think when i was in seventh and eighth grade they took us to the gym well was it just a free-for-all or were you sitting like in a line for your homeroom i think it was a free-for-all really you had to sit down but it was it was like you kind of came in with your bus and you sat down yeah I guess I went to a really restrictive school district. You must have. <laughs> yeah. You must have. Because that sounds like fun. <laughs> uh, it was just annoying because we were just there early. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, Mr. Feeney is giving uh, Corey a hard time because he's getting a candy bar out of the vending machine right there in the morning. Yeah. Mr. Feeney's a teacher. Yes. If you don't know. Right. But of course you know because Mr. Feeney, as we mentioned, is iconic. Yes. And... Um, you know, they're, they're kind of having a little back and forth right there about that. Uh, there's some line about how, uh, you know what, there's not, there's just some little banter there in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I think is funny though, is after Corey gets done talking to Mr. Feeney, um, he, um, glances at the camera yeah, <laughs> as like, he walks like by. Like he's Jim from the office. <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's not like that. It's not like. He's not like giving us silly It's look more like, uh, did we do it good on this take kind of, <laughs> kind of look? <laughs> Are we good? Do I keep walking now? Um, so it's it's real quick, but I enjoy it. Uh, anyway, um, Corey goes to uh, sit down at a, at a table with Sean and Nicholas. Nicholas, again, uh, squints yeah, from Yeah, you don't uh, need to remember lot. Nicholas. <laughs> you don't. Uh, but the three of them notice that uh, Mr. Feeney is talking to a new teacher. Uh, mm-hmm. He's sitting over talking to a new teacher. And she's she's older. I mean, older close lady. in age to mm-hmm. him. A little younger than him, probably. But um, And uh, they're talking. and Because um, Mr. Feeney is an older man. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that'll come back to be important there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then this next part, they're just kind of... They're bantering. They're talking about how late they stayed up the mm-hmm, night before. Mm-hmm. It took me a few times to understand what the heck they were talking about, <laughs> but you said you got it on the first time. I but did. I'm going to read the line there. Okay. We've got Nicholas says to Corey, okay, so how late did you stay up last night? And Corey says, monologue. And Nicholas says, monologue, first guest. And Sean says, monologue, first guest, bad sketch. And then Corey, monologue, first guest, bad sketch, funny zoo animal. Nicholas, monologue, first guest, bad sketch, funny zoo animal. Steve Lawrence. And then Corey says, whoa and sean says steve lawrence and nicholas nods and then the bell rings and i was so confused (laughs) i wasn't confused because the word monologue i associate that with one thing and that is late night uh talk shows like the late show or um What's the other one? The Tonight Show. Probably The Tonight Show is probably what they're talking about. I don't know. I tried to look up Steve Lawrence. I don't know who that is. I think he's a musician. And I think the is idea he, was that he stayed he up. I was a comedian. I guess it could be a comedian or a musician. I, I thought sure. the idea, though, was that they got to the musical guest or whatever. Mm. Um, so, which is the whole thing. So, right, right. Which that is very late. That means these kids are staying up till like 1235. Right. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, I when I first read it, I thought, is that Saturday Night Live? Like mm. monologue? But that wouldn't oh, make yeah. sense because that, that would be sense. on Saturday. Right. Um, so, uh, no, but it, it, it's a weird it's kind of a funny banter there, it I guess. Funny. But it, yeah, and it's like they're they're bragging about how late they stayed up. That is that's such a teenage kind I, of boy thing. And I wonder or, what, what was boy. going on. Was it like how long their parents let them stay up, oh, or was it how long until they fell asleep? What are they bragging about? That's a good point. I bet it's <laughs> I bet it's how long their parents let them because I feel Probably. like these kids would stay up as late as they could. 
Yeah, that's it, true. Yeah, or yeah. whatever. Um, anyway, uh, then we get the opening sequence. Um, I have in my notes here, music, not good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because the opening of Boy Meets World changes a lot. Like every seat. I don't know if every season, but there's like several. It changes. There's there's like at least four different sorts of openings. So yeah, um, yeah, the music is not the best one. Yeah, if you uh, (laughs) if you go back and you watch this. First off, if you go back to watch Boy Meets World on Hulu, you don't want to watch the first season anyway. You want to start the second season. But I don't know about that. As I said, Morgan has some good lines. Eric is at his hottest. Okay. The dad also very hot <laughs> i mean i'm okay with it all right but um anyway yeah that music it's like mm-hmm. and there's all these like 90s looking graphics of things like baseballs and paper airplanes yeah, and all that you forgot the part that's like there's a fun slower part where Corey is dancing and it's uh, it's like a vaudeville type <laughs> music and dance routine that he's doing in the in the clip that they're coupling with it it's very bizarre um i find it fascinating personally well, all right <laughs> and i'm here for it good well we'll have to check it out uh <laughs> or you'll have to check it out you the viewer yeah we already um, checked it out we checked it out that's many what this times. podcast is about <laughs> in case you weren't paying attention this is true um but um you know we talked about how there are some uh, different um opening so i think the mm-hmm. i don't know i don't have the breakdown of which seasons were which but do you have a favorite well let, let's go through and do you want to, well what's your favorite mine is the one where um they're just i don't think there are any words to the song it's just like the tune to the song where they're, and they're in, the in the car, car and, it's and it's like, like yeah and it was like that was like i would watch that and be like oh that's what i want my life to be like it's so cool they're just hanging out with all their friends and their boyfriend and it's just they're the coolest people ever. I think that one, I re- that's that might be my favorite. See, I like that one a lot. I think I like the boldness of. So normally shows they will cut back on the openings as mm-hmm. they go forward. That's true. And mm-hmm. I like the boldness of the last like two seasons that they're just like. We're gonna have a theme song. It's gonna have words, and it's gonna be like real in your face, and it's just gonna go. Oh, when this boy meets world, <laughs> a boy meets world. That's like so. It's so weird that now, they did that. I have to ask. I don't know the answer. Is it Joey Lawrence singing the th- the song at that point? Because it's like, no. I don't know. He's not. I looked oh, okay. it up. It's like some band or something like later that. Later on in the series, Matthew Lawrence, the middle Lawrence brother, joins right. the cast of Boy Meets World. A great addition to the cast. Yeah. He's also a star of uh, the show Brotherly Love, which is also great. Great show. I think and, we mentioned um, it on the podcast And before. his real life brother, Joey Lawrence, does the theme song for that. So I kind of thought maybe he was doing I don't. I don't think. And that's not really his style. He it sings more like uh, this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I don't know if anyone follows uh, Joey Lawrence, the oldest Lawrence brother on Instagram. Is he still hot? I do. Yeah, still hot. Bald, though. I'm not sure about that choice. Okay. But um, he is aggressively lobbying to play the n- new Batman. I and I don't really know if it's a joke or I think they already if he cast sincerely that. wants to I think to they play cast uh, somebody. But you never well, know. They can always like make a second one. Well, he's like constantly about how he wants to be Batman. And uh, you know what? Let him have this. Let can him we have let it. him have this? We I, let Ben Affleck do it for some reason. And I'd say let Joey Lawrence, Lawrence is on his level for sure. Yeah. So he looks great. He does. He's fantastic. Just give it to him. So I think my final... the. 
the Fashion final the final couple seasons. <laughs> I like that one the best. And okay. then of course there's the in between after like the first season there's just like a little guitar riff with like a little cartoon of Corey in the corner like kicking over a world or yeah, something. Yeah, that's not I, not ideal. I always thought it was weird that it, they didn't have an opening sequence mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And I didn't even know that first season had one because I didn't really watch the first season I guess. Mm, or at least cool I didn't watch it closely. Too cool for it. Um, okay. Too busy watching the Torkelson. <laughs> this, that, I, well around that time. Um, anyway, uh, the first real scene then after that opening, we're in Mr. Feeney's class. We've got some students in the front of the class performing Romeo and Juliet. Uh, and we've got uh, Corey listening to a baseball game in his earbud, which his earbud looked like a, like a 2006 it era did. earbud. You can't really see it. It's, yeah. It was really hidden there. Also, like just a, a side note here, I think we established in that opening scene that Mr. Feeney is their teacher all day long, right? For uh-huh. like all sub- subjects. So it's not just like right, yeah. English. Like not they're doing the typical right now. sixth grade setup here. No, it wasn't my setup no. in, in sixth grade. That's when we started changing classes and having different teachers for everything. Right, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of weird to me. I don't know if that's. I always thought when they said, because we were paying attention to see, like, what grade is he supposed to be in here? Because mm-hmm. I thought that he was in, like, fifth grade in, like, mm-hmm. elementary school because he's in high school in the next season, although he's only <laughs> in seventh grade. You yeah. know, it's uh, I think it's all in one building or something. Yeah, um, I feel like they're taking artistic license with uh, with the grades here. I think so. Uh, well, and also with lessons and stuff yeah. as the show is notorious for just yeah, yeah, teaching, yeah. you know. Just yeah. tying things in with whatever book they're reading. And it's like, are they really reading this book right. in class? Yeah. So anyway, in this scene, Mr. Feeney is teaching them English. He's teaching them Romeo and Juliet. But he also teaches them all of the different subjects and also all of life's lessons. He does. He does a lot. You know, he we does gotta, a lot. educators are, are the backbone of society. I've always That's said true. that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't You've know. said that as an educator? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, anyway, Mr. Feeney disciplines Corey for listening to uh, the baseball game there in his earbud. Oh, by the way, our our son, our one-year-old son was watching this with us when we were watching it. Yeah. And there's a, at the point where, so Corey's like listening to the baseball game in his headphone, which by the way, sounds like the most boring thing ever to, to not watch a sports game, but to listen to it. I don't know why people do that. Anyway, do you want to do you want to laugh at the point part in the uh, line here where he laughed? Okay, I think I think where, where our baby laughed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but go. you have to laugh like a baby. I mean, okay, okay. Um, so uh, Corey uh, stands up and he says, "Mr. Feeney, who cares about some guy who killed himself over some dumb girl?" Feeney shakes his head uh, and paces toward Corey and says, "The tragedy here, Mr. Matthews, is not about a dumb girl or the boy who kills himself because of her. It's about the all-consuming power of love and the inevitability of its influence on each of our lives." Corey looks at him with confusion and says, "Are you aware that I'm 11 years old?" <laughs> That is not how our baby sounds. When well, he-, <laughs> he has a very big laugh for a baby. And uh, he, he thought that was hilarious. He did think it was hilarious. And then Feeney yeah. says, are you aware that you have detention Friday afternoon? Um, which sets up uh, some parts of the plot there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our baby did find that to be hilarious. He did. It was so cute. It was so cute. <laughs> now, he's a baby. I don't know yeah. how much he understands of it. And also, there's a laugh track going on. Right, um, so, right. But uh, it was very adorable. Very cute. He laughs at like random things and shows. And I'm like, not sure 
why yeah i don't i don't exactly <laughs> but it's adorable yeah um but uh i have in my notes here i wrote that the introduction of young love and romeo and juliet in the pilot is interesting given the direction the show eventually goes uh-huh. uh, and the fact that tamanga does not even appear until episode four and we kind of touched on that earlier but this idea of romeo and juliet you know and romeo and juliet too if you're just like if you're not like an english teacher or uh-huh. somebody who watched the movie romeo and juliet um how many times do you Oh, uh, that's a conservative estimate. All right. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm a big Leonardo DiCaprio fan, or at least I was in middle school. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know. There you go. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, the the it's, it's about love. It's about feuding families and stuff like uh-huh. that. But one, a big part of the plot, too, is that they're like 14 years old, too. Yeah. Like they're like children. Um, and, uh, you know this whole thing is about people falling in love at such a young age and, yeah. and staying together. So, oh, you know, this, is, it's interesting. I just now thought of this, the, um, the actress who plays Juliet in the like 1960s, um, Franco Zaffarelli version of Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Um, Olivia Hussey, she's actually in a later episode of Boy Meets World. Who does she play? She plays Topanga's aunt. Okay. That, like Topanga goes to stay with because her, her parents have moved away. In Pittsburgh? Yeah. Oh, man. And like she and Topanga wants to stay in town with Corey. So it's like oh, yeah, the very Romeo and Juliet oh, plot. With, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So this is like an ongoing theme. This is a good show. It is. It really is. It is. Um, the next scene in, in the Matthews home here, we've got Corey and Eric uh, in their bedroom. They share a bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got here a, a classic two characters talking to each other, but having different conversations scene. Mm, yeah. Um, because Eric, uh, he's alone in the room. He's on the phone and he says, you will? Okay, great. Uh, yeah, me too. All right. Okay. Bye. And then he goes, yes. <laughs> and that's as Corey is entering. Now we know, and we'll find out and we can tell kind of that he just got, he just confirmed that he's going on a date. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. um, so Corey comes in the room and he's also saying, yes, Phillies won. That's the Philadelphia Phillies, the baseball team, mm-hmm. uh, eight to three. And Eric says, I'm going out with Heather Ralston. And they give each other high fives. And Corey says, you know what that means. And Eric says, it means every guy in the 10th grade wants to be me. And Corey says, it means if they win Friday night that they're in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And then Eric, realizing they're talking about two different things here, says, look, Corey, we got to talk about something. Mm -hmm. And that introduces this conflict here that Eric uh, has to cancel his plans to go to the Phillies game with Eric or with uh, Corey so that he can go on his date. And he's actually going to take his date to the Phillies game, Mm -hmm. which that Mm -hmm. sucks. That sucks for who? For For Corey? Corey. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess you might think it sucks for the date too, that they're going to a baseball game. I mean, if I had to go to some kind of sports game, is it weird that I call them sports games? It's a little weird. Yeah. I mean, baseball would be my number one choice, but that's like after we've exhausted all other options. Yes. Yeah. Um. And uh. And then the next scene, they Corey's up. He's upset, so he like mm-hmm. runs downstairs. Yeah, to he tell the feels, family um that he's been betrayed by Eric. Which I actually do feel like a lot of parents probably would say, "Look, you made plans with your brother. You're going to the game with yeah. your brother. You're not taking a date to this game." I was actually really. I guess impressed with the parents on this show for being on Eric's side of this situation, which we see that they are like realizing like the, it seems like the parents realize, okay, Eric could do anything with Corey at any point, but he's got an opportunity to go on this date. Yeah. Um, I think it's good for Eric. There was a, uh, it comes just a little bit later. There's some other lines in here, but when Eric finally comes downstairs too, um, he's, and he's really happy. Mm -hmm. He, He, um, the mom, 
is is like really happy for him. She's like, yeah. she said yes. Yeah. And so that's that's really cool, I yeah. think. Supportive. And, and I think and, that kind of gives you a sense of like the how the parents are on this show, that right. they're kind of like hip. Yeah, parents. they're hip. Hipper well, you can tell by how hot on, they are too. Right, right, right. <laughs> they're like more attractive than the parents on a lot of shows are. And um, they seem to kind of understand like a, a young kid's romance right, um, yeah. perspective so so um i think that does tell you a lot about how the parents are on this show and the parents too um you know this show i think does a good job i can't remember really if the mom i guess develops as a character in any kind of deep way but mm-hmm. the dad does that he has mm-hmm. like a whole like story arc and stuff like that and the mom mm-hmm. is a really good character as well yeah, um, yeah, yeah. i don't know if she has any sort of you know, story arcs in that kind of way. But the dad does. They do a good job of that, I think. Mm -hmm, It's interesting. mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway, back to where we're at here. As Corey's in the living room, he's complaining, uh, and he says to his his mom, Mom, we have a major problem. Uh, And his mom says, you have detention with Mr. Feeney. And Corey says, how could you possibly know that? And then <laughs> the mom says, he stuck his head over the fence and told me while I was bringing the groceries. Yeah. Um, which so now sets it we've up. established that Corey lives next door to his teacher, Mr. Oh, Feeney. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That would Life be... is rough for Corey, Well, right? at least it's only his sixth grade teacher and not also his teacher for the next, like, ten years. Oh, and beyond, because <laughs> he's his teacher even when he goes off to college. That's true. What somehow. a fun thing they do having him. They, they poke fun at it later on, though, in the yeah. series, which is fun, yeah. about how he's their teacher their yeah. entire and school life. Where do life. they live? They live, like, outside of Philadelphia? Philadelphia. And I guess Philadelphia is a very small town. I that's it's, what I hear. I've been there. It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, and uh, one thing I noticed in this scene, though, the family um, looks like they're they're very coordinated um, in their outfits. It looks oh, yeah, like they when look you like see Destiny's Child, a little bit like Destiny's <laughs> Child, yeah. Or like when you see like those family pictures where everybody's yeah. outside. You got the big family, and they're all like, yeah. they're not wearing the same outfit, but they're wearing very similar outfits. Yeah. And one thing I noticed about the the family, especially when they're all dressed in this similar attire, as you mentioned, is they all, they kind of look like a family. Like I could see them as a real life family, except for Corey. Well, like the parents and like the older brother, Eric, and then the young daughter, Morgan. Like if you saw a picture of just the four of them, it would be like, yeah, I believe these people as a family. But then you kind of throw in Corey and it's like, Oh, what happened there? Corey does stand out a little bit, although I wonder what that original actor that played the dad looked like because I feel like Corey has a similar hair to the dad in a way. I feel like a the little, dad looks like he's like got curly, thick, curly, curly hair. hair. I mean, his is cooler yeah. looking and it's not but as Corey's like... Corey's hair is like darker right, and yeah. curlier than anybody else's. Yeah. Everybody yeah. else is kind of like blonde or like light brown hair. Uh, I mentioned And before, everybody else is like pretty attractive and Corey is... I mean, he's oh, why you got to do him like that? <laughs> I mean, Corey's like 11 years old. It's not like he's <laughs> unattractive here, but it's not like he you would see him and be like, oh, that's the hot guy. Wow. Whereas like you would say that about like Eric or about that's true. the older brother or about the dad. And you would maybe say some more things about the mom. But um, yeah, they, they even use it for a storyline in a later episode as a he talks. I remember he talks about how his nose is like the size oh, of his yeah. entire face. Yeah, he just like. It's not like it's not like he's unattractive, but it does look like he like doesn't look like the rest of the family right. so much. Uh, one thing too that um, doesn't look like the rest of the family is Morgan's outfit does not match everybody's, but Aww, she'll be re- she'll be replaced. Um, <laughs> and uh, anyway, Corey thinks it's unfair uh, that Eric can just change the plans to uh, go with anyone else. 
to the game. Uh-huh. And uh, the dad says, Corey, he paid for those tickets with his own money. He can take whoever he likes. And Corey yeah. replies and says, but I earned those tickets. I slept with him for 11 years. Uh, yeah, whoa that, whoa. that line has not aged well. <laughs> Does not age well at all. No, of course, they're talking about they share a bedroom. Yeah, uh, I, but I don't know I, if they were going for a joke there or not. I don't think they were. But they anytime were. you're saying I earned something because I slept with someone, you're in a you're in a gray yeah, area that yeah. you don't want to be in. Uh, <laughs> not not working well in 2019. But yeah, that's what he said. And I don't know if we mentioned before, but like the 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 reason Corey is so invested in this particular game is like the Phillies won this one. And so if they win the next game, which is the one they're about to go to on Friday, then they'll be in the, then playoffs. They'll be in the playoffs. So it's like it's a, the it's biggest a big game. game of it, the year. Yeah. But also I think, um, Corey mostly is just excited to be going with his big brother. I think That's so what's as well. Like really important to him. Yeah. Um, all right. The next scene here. We are at lunch uh, at the school, mm-hmm. and uh, Corey is talking to his friends, and he's saying that uh, he's planning on going to the game anyway. Um, it's sold out, by mm-hmm. the way. Um, and uh, he thinks you know they'll go ahead, go and buy tickets and, and go there, uh, go there with his friends, buy get some tickets oh. from some scalpers or mm-hmm. whatever. Which I never understand. If anybody can explain how these scalpers work, I know that scalping <laughs> is like illegal, right? That's like reselling it Within, for like, more. A certain amount of feet from the venue i think i don't understand it at all i remember there's an episode of like home improvement or something where they scalp tickets and they end up in jail it seems like a very like low level crime (laughs) that maybe the police could like (laughs) maybe work on some homicides or are there that many homicides there's a lot of violence i don't know there's a lot of violence out there i think they could spend a little less time (laughs) prosecuting or investigating scalping well i don't think they do because there's always people out there (laughs) i i used to go to concerts all the time and they would be like these no-name like punk pop punk bands Mm -hmm. and there'd always be like people outside like older dudes and um they're just like you know, tickets, you guys got tickets for, for this show and it's mm-hmm. they're trying to buy the tickets and yeah. it's like, well, you're not going to see this band. But, you know, I know they're reselling them, but it's all yeah. it's all very silly. Anyway, yeah. enough about that. Let's um <laughs> get into this here. Um anyway, they point out that uh, the friends point out that Corey's got detention Friday. Um mm-hmm. so he's not going to that game. Um mm-hmm. and uh so Corey decides he's going to try to smooth talk his way out of detention by going up to uh, Feeney and trying to, you know, talk his way out of it. Um, I'm not sure why Feeney is eating lunch in the cafeteria sort of amongst the students. Um, he does a lot of work. <laughs> he, this guy deserves all the raises. This is true. When they talk about teachers being like underappreciated and underpaid, they're thinking of Mr. Feeney. There you go. He does uh, so much. But they sort of start to continue to build um, this, uh, you know, this budding romance between uh mr feeney and this new teacher her name mm-hmm. is evelyn by the way oh, of course um, it is. but she comes to sit down next to uh, mr feeney and feeney kind of shoes Corey away mm-hmm. um next scene we've got Corey. he's in his treehouse now um it's nighttime mm-hmm. i didn't mention before in the last scene he talked about how he is um he's an, he's an orphan now uh mm-hmm. he's he's moved out of the house yeah. because his family has all abandoned him his older brothers abandoned him and then um the uh his parents took his older brother's side and so um he's living in the treehouse now so that's really interesting it's similar to the the plot of another pilot we watched which was the first house the full house pilot Mm. um where dj 
who I think is like a similar age to Corey, like middle school age, also moves out of the house. She moves into the garage because right. she's upset with her family. Because they've uh, taken her room. Or, right, yeah, yeah. right. So it's a similar Of course, she had a lot there. more going on. And, and a t- lot probably more, more justified uh, yeah. anger there yeah. um, and, and issues to do with But I guess there. this is like a thing with preteens. They just... Uh, they get angry. They want to move, move out. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever try to move out of your house? Um, I I didn't have a tree house to move into. I did not so. have a tree house either. No, and oh, I well. couldn't move into the garage. Too many bugs. So oh, there you go. I was stuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, um, when Corey is in the tree house, there he's he's eating some dinner uh, that his mom brought for him, but he's noticing that he can see into his neighbor Mr. Feeney's window, and he sees Mr. Feeney is setting up a candlelit dinner for two. Yeah. And then Mr. F- and he's kind of like, oh, America's funniest home teacher or something like that. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> then Mr. Feeney gets a phone call uh-huh. and sort of has a sad look on his on his face and talks for a minute, hangs up the phone, and then he puts away one of the plates and then he eats uh-huh. all by himself as Corey eats all by himself in yeah. the window. And I think that's a cool moment there. Yeah, where, it's very poignant. Yeah, and you see that, you know, this could easily be a this is the plot of just an episode where the teacher and the student are connecting in this interesting way but it's not it's setting up you know that this is this is this is the relationship here it's a family sitcom but it really focuses a lot on this kid and his friends and their relationship with this teacher yeah and Corey coming to see the teacher as like an actual person and not just a teacher is a a big theme because i think any I know when I, whenever I run into one of my teachers outside of school, it's right. always like, oh, weird, you exist outside of exactly. school. Um, you kind of have been on the other end of that as a teacher yourself. Um, Running into students? Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. Also, I, I, let me tell you, if I, if I ever see a student outside of school, like there's a whole like a context here. Like if I see them outside of school, I do not recognize them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's happened before where I've been like, I mean, I kind of recognize them, but not really. Like where it was definitely a former student that was serving me ice cream at this ice cream place. And I just like did not acknowledge that I knew them at all. Yeah. I just couldn't tell. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that's really interesting um, with Boy Meets World because uh, a lot of you might know this, but um, there's this spinoff to Boy Meets World that happens what like 20 years after the uh the series uh, close ends? to that more close like 15 years 15 yeah. years um Girl Meets World right. which um follows the uh life of Corey's daughter mm-hmm. um and in that show Corey is a teacher there you go so he, it's like it's almost like he becomes Mr. Feeney so it's, yeah that I think makes the um the interaction between the two characters um, and the kind of recognition of Mr. Feeney's humanity by Corey even more poignant. I think so. When we, kn- when we know that um, what Corey goes on to become. There you go. Now, now, you don't want to be too close to your teacher, though, as we saw in an episode we were watching earlier tonight. <laughs> because, you know, we wanted to watch the one that has uh, Fred Savage in it. So there's an episode like in the fifth or sixth season where Fred Savage is playing their college professor and uh-huh. um, which we mentioned when we did our wonder years episode. yeah and he is a shady shady real dude. shady look i don't want to get too into that episode. episode 
it's upsetting. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, this whole, if you've never watched Boy Meets World, check it out. But if you've seen Boy Meets World, go back and watch all these on Hulu, man. They're, they're fantastic. And if you want to see a less upsetting uh, sort of crossover between um, Savage Brother TV shows, you can watch season three, episode 14 of The Wonder Years, where Ben Savage, um, prior to his being on Boy Meets World, is on The Wonder Years. There you go. It'll also, traumatize you less. <laughs> also, Savage Brothers TV shows is the uh, new name of my new indie rock band. Oh, I um, like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so after um, Corey sees Mr. Feeney eating alone, um, we see the next day at the Matthews house. Um, oh, I'm going to backtrack real quick. Right. And there was just my favorite line, I think, of the episode was in this scene, and we kind of glossed over it. So um, when Corey has moved into the treehouse, his mom, like, brings him. Oh, yeah. Um, she brings him, like, some food here's and stuff. Here's food. Here's, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and then she says. Because it's a home. It's a housewarming in a way. Yeah. She's like, I would have brought you a plant, but we're in a tree, so. <laughs> Gosh, I parents, thought that was really funny. They're hot. They're so. funny. My gosh. Yeah. Uh, I just really liked that. So I wanted to mention it. We can only aspire to be such parents. Right. Um, and <laughs> but anyway, moving on. To yeah, the moving next on. Scene. Um, Corey is uh, sneaking back into the house on the next day to get some fresh clothes. Uh-huh. Um, and um, he has a conversation where he talks about feeling abandoned by Eric. He has that conversation with his mom. Um, you know, because that earlier scene, it does kind of seem not, it doesn't seem like it, but you could look at it as the parents just writing off Corey's feelings and being like, look, Eric can do whatever he wants. Sorry, pal. Um, yeah. but they, so they have a moment here and that kind of, so it's a well-written pilot. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, in this moment here, um, the mom says, uh, you still feeling a little abandoned core? And he says, yeah, well, life goes on. And she says, yeah, that's what your dad said when it happened to him. And Corey says, why? Who abandoned dad? And the mom says, you did. And he says, I never did anything like this to dad. And then the mom says, oh, when you were little, you couldn't wait for your dad to get home from work so you could throw the football around with him. I'll tell you something. He looked forward to it as much as you did. And then they go on to say, like, what happened? Like, well, you got older and, you know, you were doing your own thing. But then she says, too, of course, like, that's there's nothing wrong with that. But that's just what happens. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. Yeah. Oh, man. Very, very poignant moment here. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Now, I will say, though, the whole tone of this pilot is not maybe what you expect from Boy Meets World. But the content you know it's it's good it's good yeah. and we talked a, bl- a little about this while we were watching it but it's um it's much more watchable to us than like shows current kids shows oh current are, kids shows are including too including girl meets world yeah they're too uh, <laughs> abrasive they're very and- obnoxious lots of like really bright colors and just lots of junk on the screen all the time like lots of stuff in every right. room and um but this does feel very moving. And I think everybody, so. Everybody's kind of acting like a realistic person. I, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. And um, it's just nice. It's a nice family show. It is. Um, so now the next part, it's it's now Friday. Mm-hmm. It's after school. Mm-hmm. Corey's in detention. He's the only one in detention. Did- I noticed that too. That's weird, right? It's a little his, weird. Because his only offense was listening to a, a baseball Mm-hmm. program while in club uh, no baseball a, 
broadcast a baseball. <laughs> he was listening to the radio, and it was a baseball game that was yeah. playing. Yes, he was in listening class. to a baseball program. It doesn't sound like the worst thing you could do, but apparently it was the worst thing that anyone at his school did that week or that day. You know, though, that's not quite what it is, and we'll get to it, though, but he's trying to teach him a lesson. He's not Mr. disciplining Phineas, him. That's, that's another thing. The person he has detention with is Mr. Feeney, right. whereas I would think there would be like a designated like detention oh, yeah, person yeah, and it probably would not be mr feeney right but like, all right yeah okay i remember reading somewhere once too that like uh the classrooms on boy meets world only have like nine desks in them mm-hmm, or something like that mm-hmm. but it looks like a full classroom yeah uh, but um so he's in detention and uh Corey says why do we have to stay here? Just because I don't want to hear about this love stuff? Because I know it only leads to no good, and I know in your heart you agree with me. Yeah, and, and he's he's referring to how Mr. Feeney was trying to teach Romeo and Juliet right, the, yeah. the love stuff while he was um, too busy listening to that game. Right, and uh, Feeney says, what brings you to that conclusion, Mr. Matthews? And Corey says, because you and I had dinner together last night. And Feeney says, Really? I wasn't aware. And Corey says, I had a chocolate pie and you had salad for two all by yourself. And Feeney looks up and says, how, do you, how did you know that? Um, very kind of shocked there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he goes on to explain, you know, that he that he saw him, you know, from the treehouse that mm-hmm. he's been staying in there. And um, Mr. Feeney scolds Corey for, not for peeking through his window or anything like mm-hmm. that, um, but for thinking that he understands the world. Oh, yeah, because this boy... He's, I mean, he's only just meeting, just the, world. meeting just, the world. They're casual acquaintances. Which is crazy because the next line, Mr. Feeney <laughs> says, listen to me, boy. You are just now meeting the world. He does not. <laughs> um, and then he says, oh, little boy, tiny boy, little boy, I, I love you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's from a different show that's set in Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> Where's all my sunny? Yes. Uh, of course, this is all part of the extended Philadelphia-verse of shows. Um, anyway, uh, Mr. Feeney, though, what's interesting is Mr. Feeney ends up delivering sort of the emotional monologue at the mm-hmm. end of the episode, mm-hmm. which is such a uh, a staple of these 90s sitcoms of yeah, somebody giving Danny a monologue. Yeah, Tanner would always do one on yeah, uh, Full House. On The Wonder Years, another savage TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the narrator. The narrator, which is the older version mm-hmm. of Kevin Arnold, the main character, the little boy. Um, and so, yeah, it's usually done by someone else. So in this case, it's the teacher here giving this monologue. And mm-hmm. um, I'm going to read the monologue. I don't think you're going to cry at this monologue, but I know you cried at the Wonder Years one. I don't think you're going to cry at this one, but I know <laughs> we'll sometimes see. those ending monologues, they get you. <laughs> they get me. Um, so I prefer the monologues on uh, late night TV. Uh, yeah, Not there as you emotional. Go. <laughs> yes. Um, but so Mr. Feeney, as he's kind of explaining, you don't know anything about the world. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you don't want to just say, you don't know nothing about the world. You're just a dumb kid. Uh, <laughs> he says... He's much more eloquent oh than that. Oh my God. I'm, I can't even do it justice here. But he says... I live on the other side of the fence from you, Corey, and it's impossible not to face in your direction every once in a while and notice the people in the next yard. And through the years, I've got to know them. It is apparent that they are fine individuals, but their real strength comes from being a family. And do you know why they're a family, Corey? Because at one time, a man and a woman realized that they loved each other and pursued the unlimited potential of what may come from that love. And here you are. There is no greater aspiration than to have love in our lives, Mr. Matthews. Romeo knew it and died for it. 
Others know it and prepare salads. And those who don't know, oh, that part did get a laugh. Yeah. There's a laugh track there too, yeah. uh, which is cool how they broke it up with a laugh track. Mm-hmm. Um, and those who don't know it will sit in detention for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. This particular detention is over and Corey's just sitting there frozen, just thinking about what he said. Gosh, Mr. Feeney. Yeah, there's a lot Ooh. to unpack here. First of all, Mr. Feeney is like fake British, like Frasier. A little From, bit, and yeah. Madonna. He's very dignified and smart. Very dignified. Yeah. Yeah. Also, this monologue is emotional knowing what uh, we know about Mr. Feeney, which is that he is single for most of the... Yeah, he is. ...of um, the run of Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so given that context, we, we look at this quote and see that he's maybe yearning for something that he doesn't necessarily have. Yeah. Which makes me cry. It's yeah. <laughs> but also, um, like we've mentioned before, it's kind of setting up this whole relationship between Corey and Topango, which really develops is. as one of the like quintessential romances of the millennial generation that yeah, I'd uh, say so. people our age kind of grew up watching and um thinking was normal and aspiring to <laughs> where you meet the love of your life in middle school and then stay together and get married in college. Ooh. And um, Now, some people do that, you know. <laughs> some people do that. I don't know that it's the best course of action for everyone or for most people, but um, it really becomes the gold standard of relationships as defined by this show. Yeah. And I don't know that that's the best thing. I also... When I think about Romeo and Juliet, I remember it was like standard reading for um, in ninth grade. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I learned I it in ninth grade. Is. I've taught yeah. it to ninth graders. And and we learned it. I learned it in ninth grade as well. I also knew it prior to that because of the Leonardo DiCaprio version of Romeo and Juliet, as I mentioned, very into Leonardo DiCaprio. Me too. But um, at the time, I remember thinking like Romeo and Juliet is like, the be all end all romance. Like it seems like ideal in this perfect relationship. But then you watch it again when you're older. You watch it again when you're older and you're like, if anybody had any sort of um, critical thinking or they just like took a moment, um, they were a little less impulsive, things might have turned out better for everyone. It doesn't seem as ideal as yeah, it did when it I was really a doesn't. kid. Guys, um, grow up a little bit. So it. It's a little weird to me that Mr. Feeney is like holding it up and revering it in that way where he does seem to be presenting it as this perfect relationship. Yeah. And I don't know that that ends up um, great for Corey to (laughs) internalize that. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's really just talking about love, though, too, and the love of a family also. But no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. we're into the final couple of scenes here. Um, back at the Matthews house, we see Corey is planning to move back in. Um, mm-hmm. We see him in his bedroom. He's playing what looks like Duck Hunt, the old NES game oh, okay. for Nintendo there. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric comes home from the uh, game. Corey did not go to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, his date didn't go well. No. She was wonderful. She was great. But she he was just, great at dating. And, and he, he was, was not. not good. Yeah. Which is out of character for him, at least later on. Yeah. Uh, but, because um, he... He will be quite the ladies' man. He will. and but, Until he gets super dumb. Yes. <laughs> but then Corey sort of encourages uh, Eric to uh, to call uh, the girl, to call her and, uh, you know, try to make keep make it work with yeah, her, which is cool. Yeah, because Corey's telling Eric, like, you're really cool. You're a really cool guy. And Eric's like, no, I'm not cool. 
later on eric will see himself as very cool oh yeah and he's a good looking guy when there's a when crime time breaks out all the cute girls shall get the good looking guy uh. that's us song that a theme song eric makes up for himself in yeah. a future episode of boy meets world exactly. one of my favorite episodes of boy meets world it's a great episode <laughs> yeah um uh one thing too at the end of this episode too Corey sits down to have some tea with well fake tea with morgan mm-hmm. um she wants to His have a little uh, sister and mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that's funny because he's been ignoring her the whole episode she's come by two other times and he's been he's just written her off and yeah. now he's realizing what it is to be that older sibling yeah because he sits he's down with her. reflecting on what miss Mr. Feeney learning a lesson yeah. and and you know reflecting on you know kind of how he approached everything with his brother and stuff mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. so um and that's the end of the episode except for they've got like a credit scene mm-hmm. um and in this credit scene we're back at the cafeteria uh at school and Mr. Feeney you see him and he asks the new teacher Evelyn to have dinner sometime at his house and she says yes and that's confusing right to, to all of us because it's like yeah. didn't they just in, well, isn't that what just happened? And yeah, she canceled? What's going Corey on? Corey and his friends thought that she had stood him up. And, yeah. and that that's what Corey had witnessed the other night when he put that place sitting away. Right. And then we see their conversation. And uh, Mr. Feeney talking to Evelyn says, um, you know, I'm quite the cook, you know. And Evelyn says, really? And Feeney says, oh, yes. Just the other night, I prepared a lovely salad for my sister. But she uh, had I, to, had, I like that you didn't try to say the word niçoise. There. Is that what that word is? Yeah, oh, salad man. Salad niçoise for my sister. But she uh, <laughs> had to cancel at the last moment. Um, and Corey hears that as well. Uh-huh. And he says, uh, confused, Mr. Matthews? And Corey says, yes, yes, I am, sir. And Feeney says, as it should be. And that's <laughs> the end of the episode. So we find out it wasn't a date that was canceled. It was just uh, some canceled plans with his sister. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that's the end of the episode. So we talked about, you know, as we were going through it, but, um, you know, as far as a pilot goes, I think it does a lot of good things. Um, I think that if it were to come out now, I probably wouldn't necessarily watch it, but we like watching shows that, you know, our kid could potentially watch with us. Yeah. And this is mm-hmm. definitely, it's, it's a great show in that respect. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and it does a lot of good things that a pilot would do. And it doesn't annoy me at all. No. <laughs> like a lot of shows do. Yeah. So, good for uh, it. Yeah. It's, it's a cool show. You know, this is a show too that I'm assuming that anybody listening to this is probably watched it unless yeah, you're older than us seen I, at I don't least know an episode or two yeah I would think. what are some of your favorite episodes Gia um so I really like the episode where um I think it's Topanga's Sweet 16 mm-hmm. and um Corey is helping his friend um get closer to his dad who's a professional wrestler but also um, wants to go to Topanga's Sweet 16 birthday party. The episode title, 16 Candles and 400 Pound Men. Oh, okay. Great episode yeah. title. And the, the Corey and Topanga end up dancing together in a wrestling ring at the end of it. It's that's, beautiful. That's one of my And favorites. it features Vader, the wrestler Vader. Sure, that's, yeah. That's, that's um, Frankie's father. Yeah. Yes. So that's one of my episodes favorites another one is um the one where um eric makes up that theme song to himself for himself that we sang a little bit earlier um the one where he's trying to become like a meteorologist oh Oh, right yeah yeah um also shallow boy oh yeah shallow is that the name of the episode that's the other one you like yeah the other one where um eric is dating a girl who um is a songwriter and uh writes a song about him called shallow boy I really, I guess I like the Eric-centric episodes a lot. Um, yeah. 
My favorite episode, uh, the title of the episode is The Thrilla in Phila. And uh, that is where Corey joins the wrestling team because he wants to kind of make a name for himself. Um, And uh, what happens in that is he actually has a wrestling match against... um, one of the bullies there. I think the guy who's plays in the band Rilo Kylie. I forget which oh, bully yeah. that is. It's not Frankie, but it's the other guy. Uh, Frankie is um, Ethan Supley, so it's the other guy. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. He wrestles him uh, in there. I feel like Vader makes an appearance in this one as well. The uh, uh, mm-hmm. the late uh, Vader, the wrestler. Um, but also, this is one where the bully is. I love the bully Harley, um, who's like a '50s greaser of a bully. But mm-hmm. this one, and I mentioned on the podcast before, is uh, Griff, which is played by mm-hmm. Adam Scott, and he's mm-hmm. like. Whereas the previous bully was like a uh, biker tough guy, uh-huh. this one is like a cool smart guy. And yeah. the ending of this episode, I feel like it's like the credits scene. Um, they they all get detention for running a wrestling match in the cafeteria after school. Uh, but the ending, they're all in detention, and Corey's like, oh, "I hate detention." And Griff, which is Adam Scott, is like, uh-huh. "You never had detention with Griff though." And I don't remember how they introduce it, but <laughs> it just. Somebody goes, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Robert Goulet, who had so he had weird. been at the he'd been the let's get ready to rumble guy earlier yeah. for them, and he goes and he saves to them in detention, and it's just so silly. And I think that's only in the second <laughs> season, and so they kind of get into that surreal kind of aspect of the and series, was this even the at only that time point. That Adam Scott got to play a cool guy. I think it is. I think it he is. He definitely Poor Adam Scott. <laughs> was such a cool guy in that, and never got to play a cool guy no, again. No, then again. went on to play a bunch of nerds. Oh, man. Sorry, Adam Scott. <laughs> and the guy from Rilo Kylie was like one of his lackeys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of his lackeys. Gosh, those those, those bullies made the show, man. They did. Oh, gosh. Boy Meets World. We've talked. This is so far right now. I think this is our longest episode because, man. Oh, I, man. I love. We had a lot to say about Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. You know, and Boy Meets World, it was a, it was a special uh, request. Uh, I mentioned mm-hmm. on the last week, but a special request from Adam, who had a birthday a few weeks yeah. ago now. And mm-hmm. uh, one of our listeners and uh, my, my old college roommate, uh, mm-hmm. a friend and friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know what? I'm gonna we're gonna do another show uh, next week. I, I feel like Adam will like this one. And I feel like a lot of people will like this one oh, yeah. because this is one of the best shows, um, and it's long running and mm-hmm. it's just fantastic. And it mm-hmm. makes sense too because you know what? We covered Seinfeld last week. Right. Great episode. Um, and uh, next week we're gonna be talking about curb your enthusiasm. Oh yeah. Oh my I, goodness. I can hardly curb my enthusiasm oh, for it. Okay. Got it? Uh, did you get it? I did get it. Do you want me to explain it? No, I do not. Okay. Um, and um, <laughs> we'll be talking specifically, so curb your enthusiasm actually at a, um, there was like a special called uh-huh. Larry David curb your enthusiasm, which is available on HBO. Um, and um, that's not what we're going to cover. That came right. out before the series, mm-hmm. um, but we're going to take a look at which you should watch it. You should check it out, but mm-hmm. we're going to, take a look specific and we'll talk about it a little bit but we'll take a look specifically at episode one of season one which is titled the pants tent mm-hmm. and that's available if you have hbo great because you can watch it on that but it's also available just if you have amazon prime it's yeah. just on there they've got a lot of these hbo shows right there on amazon yeah. prime and they have the first few seasons um and so we'll be taking a look at curb your enthusiasm mm-hmm. next week so if you haven't checked out that pilot in a while or if you've never seen it oh my gosh you're in for a treat it's good stuff. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, is that is that all we got to say about Boy Meets World? Uh, I think that's it. Oh, my gosh. Well, hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And um, look, if you if you could su- subscribe on a, or, yeah, on a, well, 
follow us on Facebook at You Me and TV, mm-hmm. on Twitter at You Me and TV Pod, on Instagram at You Me and TV Podcast. You can email us at You Me and TV Podcast at gmail.com and subscribe. Give us a five star review on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to us. That would be just awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, that's all we got. So, uh, uh, bye. Bye.